1: This is Issues 2020. I'm Steve McIntosh, our guest, Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce President and CEO, Gary Plummer. Welcome to Issues 2020. Good morning, Steve. Nice to have you with us. I want to talk about something, Gary, uh, uh, the annual meeting that was uh, uh, late last year, and I want to find out a little bit about that. Uh, it had kind of
0: a political flavor. Was was everyone comfortable with that, you think? You know what? We had really good reviews from that program. Uh, we had uh, a conservative, Michael Steele, uh, former chairman of the National Republicans uh, Party. Uh, on the more liberal side, we had a Democrat, Paul Begala, who worked for President Clinton. And uh, some, I think you see both of those guys on television quite a bit. Yeah. And they were, they're good friends. Uh, their kids go to the same Catholic school in Washington, D.C., And they had a very civil conversation about, you know, how uh, we can look at things in different perspectives but we can still respect each other's opinion. And I think with all the um, vitriol, you know, going on in Washington DC at the time with the impeachment and everything else, I think it was a very timely conversation for our audience to see a couple of guys who have different opinions but also want what's best for this country.
1: Well did did you have the uh, the audience give ask questions? You've done that in the past I know.
0: We actually uh, screened questions ahead of time. Uh, The chairman of the board last year Michael Monteferanti from Envision was a moderator with them. They each spoke for about 15 minutes and then Michael moderated the conversation and it was it was fun. Uh, They both have a great sense of humor and uh, they stuck around and uh, spent a lot of time with us, signing autographs and taking photographs. It was a great experience.
1: You know, over the past few years, that me- that annual meeting, you have had some really pretty terrific speakers mm-hmm. there. I'm just, I'm just thinking of one of my favorites, Doris Kearns Goodwin. Which, right. I'm a history buff. I love yeah. her. But you've had some great speakers.
0: We have quite a tradition there. Uh, my very first experience was with uh, former President Bush, yeah, you uh, George W., and uh Sitting down, having dinner with him before he got up and, and spoke. And uh, we've been trying to uh, equal that ever since. Uh, Charles Koch was a very successful evening. Uh, we had uh, Secretary of State Condoleezza Rice, Secretary of Defense Bob Gates. So we've had quite a lineup over the years. It's <laughs> been excellent. Um, how,
1: many, how many businesses are actually members of the, of the chamber?
0: We're at about 1,750 members right now, which is an uptick for us. We had some good growth in the last five or six years, uh, and uh, we continue to grow. We've got a great team that's out there every day talking to members about the benefits of being a chamber member. And we also have some volunteers who are very dedicated to that. Uh, Greg Klenda with Klenda Osterman is our vice chairman for membership, and he does a great job of keeping both the volunteers and and the staff all headed in the positive direction on growth.
1: What does it require to be a member?
0: Well, certainly if you're a business or professional per- person, you probably see greater benefit from mm-hmm. chamber membership. Um, there, There's a fee based on how many employees you have at your organization. And uh, we try to make it affordable uh, for any small business who wants to use an organization like the chamber to market themselves. and. And develop new customers uh, and also uh, through our policy committees they can actually have an input in the future direction of our region so you know we've been very fortunate that uh, we've been able to to uh, portray the value and see that membership continue to grow
1: well I see one of the big values is networking possibilities and and the other is uh, you represent uh, your people in high places like uh, the state legislature places like that
0: too yeah, uh, certainly advocacy is a major objective of the chamber, and we have we have a couple of people on our team, including our, our vice president of government relations, which is Andrew Weins. Uh We were able to attract Andrew away from state government about a year ago, and he's doing a fantastic job for us. And then someone who's been with us for a number of years, both as a staff person and as a legislative consultant currently, uh, is Jason Watkins, who's a former state legislator, and he has... Uh, a lot of great connections in the capital city.
1: What uh, what impact are the Spirit Aviation layoffs going to have on the local economy, do you think?
0: Well, certainly uh, it's going to uh, be a, a hit for the uh, economy and the community. We're fortunate, however, that this sort of a Uh, period does not really resemble what we saw during the Great Recession or even after 9-11 when the entire aviation industry and the economy in general uh, took major hits. Uh, This is a, we hope, a temporary setback that will be solved when the 737 gets recertified and the supply chain can be fired up again. Uh, Certainly it impacts Spirit to the tune of about 2,800 workers, but there's probably uh, 1,500 or more workers in the supply chain that either supply Spirit or they supply directly to Boeing that will also be impacted by this, this stop in production of the 737. So if we can see that recertification take place, and there are some promising signs that with new leadership that Boeing is making some progress on that, then hopefully this will not be a long-lived uh, setback.
1: Are, are, are many of those
0: subcontractors, are they chamber members? A number of them are. Yeah. In fact, we uh, we held a meeting uh, just recently with a lot of the suppliers down at the chamber to try to better understand how it's impacting them. And uh, there are some challenges right now in the economy, uh, particularly in the aviation industry. We've been very aggressive along with a number of other local organizations like the Greater Wichita Partnership, the Workforce Alliance, United Way, and others uh, working through a coalition that we are uh, branding the Air Capital Commitment and uh, trying to do what we can to provide resources uh, for those affected workers, whether they're at Spirit or in the supply chain. And uh, my hat's off to a lot of the organizations who are Already providing some very valuable services to those people.
1: Let's talk about that a little bit. The Air Capital Commitment. Uh, you launched a, a new web page, uh, and this is—it's all aimed, uh, as you say, um, to aim at these laid-off workers. Tell me about that a little bit more.
0: Yeah, I would urge people to go to aircapitaloftheworld.com/commitment, and there you'll see a number of the organizations uh, that are involved in this coalition, including local, state, and federal government getting a lot of support from Governor Kelly, Secretary of Labor, Secretary of Commerce, and many others. And, of course, uh, WSU Tech is gearing up with some training offerings that they're going to make available to these affected workers during their downtime, see if they could uh, upgrade their skills and maybe be more valuable when they're called back uh, down the road by their employer. Now, uh,
1: it's a, is the Kansas legislature offering any
0: assistance? I don't know what they
1: can do, but is there any, anything that they've said to you about uh, helping out?
0: Well, certainly uh, through the Department of Labor, unemployment insurance is going to be uh, a huge right. Uh, right. need. Uh, there have been some preliminary discussions about, depending on the length of this uh, downturn, will there be a move to extend unemployment benefits beyond 16 weeks, and that's still in the the discussion stages at this time. And we're also working with organizations like the Small Business Administration and uh, the Department of Commerce at the federal level to find uh, perhaps some short-term uh, lending opportunities to try to help particularly some of the suppliers uh, make ends meet during this downturn.
1: Let's talk a little bit more about state politics or government for a little bit. Governor Kelly favors a, a state tax on
0: online purchases uh what, does the chamber have a position on that, Gary? We generally support uh, her position on that. We think that a lot of folks who are doing business only online have an unfair competitive advantage. against a, a lot of uh, our businesses are brick-and-mortar businesses uh, by the most part. And so to try to even that playing field a little bit, we think, is a good move for the state.
1: You know, I, I, I didn't think about it. You're, you're exactly right. You're, you've got uh, a lot of the brick and mortars. That's... Makes sense where you come down on that issue. Now, our local government, uh, I don't know if you've heard this, but I've heard it a lot, Uh, local government expressing concerns over the lack of care and treatment for those with mental problems. Uh, Too many of these people are in jail and they should be getting treatment, I guess. Does the chamber have a position on on that one, Gary?
0: Yes, uh, we are on board with uh, the city, the county, the Greater Wichita Partnership, and REAP. We have A three uh, issue agenda in common with those other four organizations behavioral health is right there at the top of that list in addition to transportation and workforce development behavioral health is really all about mental illness homelessness uh, substance abuse and you're right a lot of treatment is is being provided right now in emergency rooms or even in jail and uh, that's not the most effective way to treat these people Uh, in fact when you're incarcerated, they take away your meds uh, and uh, you leave having to start all over again. And so we think that some sort of new approach that integrates the care system and gets those services down to a local level to help uh, local government and our local providers, health care providers and other so- social service agencies deal with the growing demand in this area.
1: Now, you've got the word regional in your brand uh, in your, brand and your name. And if, from everything you're saying today and from what I have seen, you do take a real regional approach. You're, you're talking about the layoffs. And you're getting people from all over getting in, with just trying to coordinate all these resources that are out there to help people.
0: You're really a regional uh, outfit now. We try to live up to that, that brand. You're exactly mm-hmm. right. And a great example is in the transportation arena. Uh, Andrew Weens helped us start a new coalition, the South Central Kansas Transportation Coalition, and uh, it's really been effective because we're working with public and private sector leaders from throughout about a five- or six-county area that's going to continue to grow. And uh, we have all come together and focused on uh, improvements of the North Junction, uh, which, of course, is highway, where Highway 254, 96, 135 all intersect. <laughs> and uh, I think we have the attention of the State Department of Transportation uh, since the coalition was formed. Uh, we've been working very closely with KDOT, and they have invested about $25 million in additional dollars to that project. And uh, we're hopeful with the new transportation plan that we expect to be debated in the legislature this session, uh, that there will be more funding as well in a new transportation plan. So that regional collaboration is working very, very well at that on the transportation front.
1: Tell you what, I've seen some of the improvements that have been made on a, on a few of the cloverleafs around Wichita, and they've been fantastic. Now you look at that North Junction, and I, I don't go to work or come home from work at that place anytime, although one day I was out there about 5 o'clock,
0: and it was a mess. So anything you can do to help with that, I think is going to be appreciated. Well, you're no question. We did a video with the help of the county. We did an aerial video of some high traffic times at that inter- section. It's a lot of safety concerns. It's even causing some commuters to relocate. They don't want to have to go through that that area on their way to and from work. And so uh, when it makes people move to avoid an intersection, you know things are pretty bad.
1: You're listening to Issues 2020 on the Intercom radio stations, and our guest is Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce President and CEO Gary Plummer. And Gary, you were just talking about something there that also has been a concern I think, over the past, well, until the, until these layoffs began, we were looking for talent all the time, thinking how we're going to fill these jobs. So what's going on uh, in the efforts to, you know, not only to attract people to come here,
0: <laughs> but to retain that talent, that crucial talent for our, our area? Well, one of the other differences between uh, this episode and what we saw uh, in and, or 2008, 2009, mm-hmm. was that we have a lot of job openings. In this in this area right now uh, and so hopefully we can find some good jobs and keep that talent in our region and uh, there's certainly been a lot of other aviation companies from around the country knocking on the door and advertising openings and we we don't want to lose that talent we think it's a short-term setback and we're going to continue to work with the legislature and the governor to try to have the system that we need uh, when it's time to gear up on production again. We wanna make sure the training dollars are there to help fill those jobs. Uh, Certainly, uh, even though uh, Textron, for example, has gone through some uh, layoffs in their engineering uh, department uh, because of the development of some new product lines, they still are hiring production workers at Textron. So we're optimistic that we can find work and meaningful work for those people that are impacted at Spirit and in the rest of the 737 uh, supply chain.
1: Now does the Chamber have a, a position on energy, specifically I'm talking wind and solar power? That's That's been banding around a little bit at the,
0: at the county level. Uh, do you have a position on energy at the Chamber, Gary? Well we certainly um, supported a study that was authorized last year to compare electric rates in Kansas with some of our neighboring states and uh, the first phase of that study is gonna be released soon and we're anxious to see the results of that, to see uh, how we compete. Uh, it's, cer- it's certainly um, a major factor, I would say, behind uh, people costs and personnel that electric uh, rates are probably a number one cost for major industries. And we have some of the top elect- electric users in the state right here in Wichita. So we're following that closely. And uh, we know that the folks at uh, Evergy are uh, being cooperative and also trying to see what they can do to uh, make sure that, that we're competitive in Kansas. You
1: know, what is the Chamber's position on the possibility of Medicaid expansion? Uh, Where well, the governor's hoping to get 150,000 people insured, and, and it's, it's, a, it's a pretty important issue, I guess.
0: It uh, is very much. I mean, we have seen. Because Kansas did not uh, expand Medicaid a few years ago, when the federal government started that program, we've seen uh, hundreds of millions of dollars of federal aid go elsewhere in this country, and it's impacted the job situation in Wichita. It certainly impacted smaller rural hospitals as well. And when you have employers like Via Christi and Wesley, who are among probably our top five employers here in Wichita alone. You know, having those that those federal dollars to assist us in taking care of folks who otherwise can't take care of themselves, it helps. It would help uh, eliminate the shift in the in the cost from the uh, charity work to businesses and other employers who have insurance programs. We would like to have seen the bill that's being uh, led by the governor and uh, Senate. Senator uh, Denning, uh, have a few more uh, requirements in it, like perhaps a work requirement. and it, So it's not a perfect bill in our eye, but, you know, most uh, legislative bills are not perfect. And this is probably a, a uh, issue that the chamber is going to continue to support, and hopefully we'll get something done in this, in this session.
1: Are there other state issues of concern for the Wichita Chamber? You've covered, we've covered several here. Uh, I, anything else you'd like to mention while we're here today?
0: I think we pretty much have hit the the high points. Uh, Again, transportation, workforce development, and behavioral health are really our top three priorities.
1: Okay, let me get you involved in local politics. Uh, (laughs) Does the Chamber have a position on this riverfront development project? You know, the whole thing with Century 2 and all that, that's quite
0: a deal going on. Absolutely. We have been involved in that from the very beginning. We're one of five uh, local community organizations that – Uh, raised seven hundred thousand dollars for this master plan process the city and county also each provided a hundred thousand to that project and so we have a lot invested in this Uh, we went through a community engagement process that uh, heard from about 5,000 people in our community Uh, we're supporting the plan that was unveiled on January 14 by the design team and uh, you know, it's a billion-dollar vision for probably the next 20 years on the East Bank, and it won't all happen at once, obviously, but we think it's the kind of vision that will really uh, send a message to young talent around the Midwest that uh, Wichita is willing to invest in ourselves and that we want to have the kind of vibrant quality of life in our community that we have seen other uh, regional competitive cities uh, create in their uh, hometown as well. So we're very much behind this plan and uh, hope that the city and the county, when they see the final plan uh, presented here in, in about the next 30 days, that they'll be on board.
1: Do you, now you, let's separate out arts, arts and entertainment. The, the uh, exhibition hall, the place where you bring the vendors in and you have the trade shows and all that, that that's what you really, I'll bet, are focusing on. That's yep. got to be top flight.
0: It, it is, to, you know. and it's the biggest uh, cost of the of the plan, what the overall it? plan. It's about yeah. $400 million in the master plan. Of course, master plan doesn't mean that anything's been designed or actually uh, real cost estimates have been created. It's just a vision based on some assumptions of construction costs and that sort of thing. So the, the convention center is a big uh, desire to get us back in a more competitive position against cities like Omaha and Overland Park and, and Tulsa and Oklahoma City who have all built new convention centers in recent years. But the second one that has a lot of support is the Performing Arts Center, which is about a $180 million project. And sure. You know, we've been told that Century 2 doesn't really meet the needs for either performing arts or convention business. And that's why this project, this vision is focused around those two major public facilities.
1: I want to talk about a couple of things that, uh, I, that I think people in this town, uh, this area, are very excited about. Number one, uh, Eisenhower Airport. That thing has really proved out to be something nice,
0: hasn't it? Oh, man, what a, what a difference. What an improvement. And that was all done without local tax money. Yeah. It was done through a fee structure. And, uh, of course, there news recently that they were just named the third best small airport in the country is a real testament to them. We work very closely with them through a collaboration we call I Fly Wichita, where uh, Visit Wichita, the partnership, REAP, the Chamber, and other supporters uh, have all come together to try to remind people of the benefits for flying out of Eisenhower Airport. And, they, and we've seen their growth very steadily for the last several years. And our, I know they're at about 1.7 or 1.8 million uh, annual travelers right now. We want to see that hit the 2 million mark in the next couple of years, and uh, see that growth continue.
1: What do you? And, and how about the stadium? You
0: excited about that?
1: Oh man, how excited! They're just a few blocks from the chamber. You guys can just walk over there and go to the ball game. That's right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Look for those. Uh, what are those businessman specials? There on you go. Wednesdays. There you go. Oh, uh, we've got a couple of season tickets that uh, we're excited about using over there, and uh, you know that total development—not just the stadium, but everything that's going on around it in Delano is really exciting, and again, it sends that message about you know, how important uh, quality of place is to us, and I think it's an exciting development to bring AAA baseball back to Wichita.
1: You know, Gary, outside the bad news coming from Spirit, how do you view the overall health of our local economy as we're going into 2020 here?
0: I think that uh, actually we've been pretty, pretty healthy the last few years. We're seeing uh, general aviation bounce back, we're seeing companies like uh, Bombardier Learjet and Textron who and their orders are up. and uh, of course Spirit was uh, had, had a backlog of business before the 737 crisis emerged. But that'll that'll bounce back. and I think that uh, there's a lot of momentum right now in uh, Wichita in the region, and we just need to keep that momentum moving forward with, with projects like the uh, Riverfront and the baseball stadium and other things.
1: So how, how long have you been at the Chamber now, Gary? Uh, just about
0: eight and a half years eight now. Eight and a half. Woo. So what do you think?
1: How's it been? It's been fun?
0: Oh, it's been it's been a blast. And I've had good fortune of working with such talented people, not only on my staff, but the chairman of the board every year changes. And uh, they've been exceptional leaders. And it's really a privilege to work with that group.
1: What's the, What's the best thing
0: which I has gone for it? The best thing that Wichita has to go for it. You're going for it, yeah. I I think it's uh, right now. It's the momentum that we just we just talked about. I mean, we're seeing a lot of very positive things happen. We've seen the economy come back since the Great Recession, and uh, you know when when folks tell you that their number one concern is finding. Uh, a skilled workforce, that should tell you something about the economy is churning pretty well, and we just need to continue to be an attractive place for young talent so that we can capture all of that economic growth.
1: A lot of exciting things going on. It should be an exciting year ahead, and I look forward to getting a call from you some morning and say, hey, uh, we're going to have the businessman lunch at the ballpark, come over here and <laughs> let's go to the ballgame. You'll be the
0: first person I call.
1: Steve. <laughs> we'll go and see. We'll go and see the surge play. How's that? All right, hey Gary, thanks for being with us. As always, uh, good information about what's going on with the Chamber of Commerce and and uh, and a lot of good stuff about the local economy too, and uh, what's going on with the state legislature. And we appreciate your time. And maybe we'll have you back here in a few months, and we'll go over this all this stuff again. Our guest, Wichita area uh, regional Chamber of Commerce president and CEO Gary Plumber. And that's all for this edition of Issues 2020. We'll be back next week. Thank you for listening. I'm Steve McIntosh. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's over
0: here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch.